live from the Salvation Army National Headquarters, this is the Fight for Good podcast. Hi, and welcome to the Fight for Good podcast. I'm your host, Major Jamie Satterley. And in today's podcast, we'll be sharing uh, an interview uh, from our production coordinator, Michelle Katsaris, with author and creator of Lavender Vines, Tiffany Catrone. Tiffany started her faith-inspired blog, Lavender Vines, during one of the hardest periods of her life. Through writing and through finding a community of women from around the world, she was able to kind of turn that heartbreak that she was experiencing in her life uh, into a new purpose, being a resource for other people to enhance their relationship with the Lord. So thanks for taking a few minutes of your time uh, with us today. Stick around as we uh, listen to this interview with Tiffany Catrone. All right, great. Um, So again, thank you for taking the time to speak with us. We're going to go ahead and jump right in. Why don't you go ahead and tell us a bit about yourself? So hi, my name is Tiffany and I'm a blogger at the blog lavendervines.com. And yeah, I I actually am living in San Diego right now and I just moved out here from Virginia. So I'm doing the California thing and I love it. Awesome. And then um, you kind of talked about that you were uh, the owner of Lavender Vines. Can you go ahead and tell us like what that is? Uh, just everything that has to do with that. Yeah. So Lavender Vines is like my my baby project. Um, I was inspired to start the blog. It's a Christian blog that is really geared towards women. And I feel like it's kind of like become a resource that I wish I would have had when I was trying to walk with the Lord and figure things out. And I had so many questions and it it was really birthed out of that. I felt super inspired to start sharing about what God was doing in my life because I'd just gone through a divorce and it was really traumatic for me, really hard, but it was through the divorce that I actually got saved and came to Christ. So there's just beauty and blessing on the other side of it. Um, And I was just figuring all these things out and getting like revelations from the Lord. And I just didn't know that my life could look the way it looks now. And so I wanted it to be a place where people who just had questions and just wanted to feel like they weren't alone with like what they're going through and the hardships that they're facing and trying to pursue God. And also just like, I don't know, like feeling um, alone in that process. Like I wanted people to not feel alone that like, you know what, there are many people actually who experience the same struggles that I'm experiencing and that I can just talk about it and give insights and wisdom and stuff like that. So yeah, it, it's something that I've, I love to do from day one and to be able to say like, it's my job is like, I can't believe it. I'm still shocked. So I, I love it. And I'm just so happy of like the many, the people I get to reach and impact. So yeah. And for those who might not know or understand how like a online platform becomes a job, can you kind of explain how you were able to turn your blog uh, and your passion into your job? Yes, absolutely. Because like that, I mean, that's hard, honestly. I I knew from the beginning that this was something, it was not just like a hobby. Because I know I've like, I've talked to a lot of bloggers and people pursuing blogs at this point. And so many people are really just kind of in it for the hobbyist side of it. And that's amazing. And that's, you know, there is a place for that. Absolutely. But it was something that I knew from the beginning that I wanted this to, to like reach thousands of people. I wanted it to become a job. I want it to be a a true ministry. And so that was something I pursued from day one was really educating myself and learning the business side of blogging and 
Um, it wasn't easy. Like I felt like I, I studied finance. I was working in corporate America at that time. So I knew absolutely nothing about, um, writing, like, I mean, no professional abilities in that area, um, about digital marketing, which is really what blogging is about like graphic design and how like marketing in general, all of these things. It's like this blogging is like this giant umbrella of all these skills, you know, of, of writing, of marketing, of social media, you know, all this stuff. And so I kind of went back to school. It felt like I, I, I invested in it and I was praying through it, you know, and like, God, what, you know, what resource is going to help me get to where I need to be. And it was a lot of trial and error, a lot of like prayers, a lot of frustration. And, um, I would say about two years into it, it finally, uh, I just felt like it just finally had like life. Like it, it just started, I had one th- post go viral and then that was like kind of a snowball for other posts doing really, really well. And I started ranking in Google and just, just things like that. And I don't know if I'm already like, if I, if, if that's already a kind of, um, too nitty gritty for people to understand, I guess, like the ins and outs of it. But yeah, it was just like a number of things I was putting into place that finally started to work. And yeah. Does that answer your question? (laughs) Yeah, no, definitely. I I think a lot of people don't realize that blogging or social media, you you kind of hit the nail on the head. It, you do have to wear a lot of hats and you have to know a lot of skills. You can't just know analytics. You can't just know design. You can't just know writing. It's all of it or nothing. Hmm. Yeah, I feel like people who are really successful at blogging are very well-rounded in a lot of different areas. Yeah, definitely. And then, I mean, imagine like you, almost like your resume—you've literally had ten jobs within one. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, and then um, you know, you did say that like your your blog started off as like a, a faith platform. Um, do you did you ever get scared to share your experiences or your religion online with strangers? Oh my gosh, I was terrified. <laughs> I uh, so when I first started my Instagram account, <laughs> I started. I had my personal Instagram account already, and so I created you know a separate one for my blog. And I just was like, I don't want anyone to know. Like no one will ever find out. And what I didn't know is at that time, if you start a second Instagram account, it like automatically notifies your Facebook community and your Instagram. Oh uh, yeah, because it's like it has like your contacts. <laughs> Yes, yes. And so like, I saw like people following me. And I'm like, how do they know? Oh, I was just kind of like, well, we're not going back. Like I, I just gonna have to keep doing this. And so yeah, it was terrifying. Because I, I share a lot of personal things in um on, on my blog and on my Instagram. And you know, you don't really like I don't mind strangers knowing because they don't know me, whatever. But the people who like, act, who know me, and they're like, ah, oh, like, it's just scary. It's at this point, I've come so far that I don't even care. I've been doing it for years now, but in the beginning, I was, I definitely was like, Oh, I don't want them to know this about me, you know, but I just kind of had to take a deep breath and and do it. So, but yeah, it was terrifying. (laughs) Yeah. And then, you know, if someone did, whether it's someone personal or someone, a stranger, um, if someone commented something bad or negative, how did you handle that? You know, I, I've been so fortunate. I think that there's, that's a lot of fear that people have is the attacks, you know, the trolls on the internet and stuff like that. And 
I really haven't gotten like a, a huge, you know, onslaught of that. I mean, it's like once in a blue moon, um, I'll get like, I actually can't remember the last one on Instagram. I feel like Instagram is actually a pretty friendly platform. Um, on my blog, however, I do, I will receive people commenting or sending me messages occasionally. Again, it's not, it's so it's, it's rare. Like once every two or three months, like it's pretty rare. And for them, I'll just, I'll usually, it doesn't even warrant a response. And you can just tell that like their heart's just not in the right place. You know, it's like, if it's something that I really should like take a look at, then I'll pray through that and be like, okay, is this something that I should pay attention to? But normally it's just people like, I don't know, especially because I, I am sharing religion and it's like a feisty like uh, topic for some people. I mean, I'm just kind of like, okay, thank you for your opinion and for your, your, you know, help. God bless you. Like, I hope the best for you and just let it roll off because some people, uh, they're easily offended or, you know, like I'm trying to think of an example. I think somebody said like, I have one of my best posts is like an overview of the entire Bible. And someone was like, I feel like you, uh, you're not talking about Jesus enough and he is the main part of the Bible. And I was like, I'm, I, I was like shocked. I'm like, I'm not the whole thing's about Jesus. Like, I was like, you know, like what? And so I went back and reread it and I was just like, I, you know, and for that comment, I decided, you know, I think that's you. Like, I don't, this, this is fine. I don't, I don't feel convicted of anything. And I think you just took it a certain way for whatever reason. And so it's just like stuff like that. It's, you just kind of have to like thank them for their help. They're trying to help you. Uh, they're trying to defend the gospel and um, you just kind of let it be, you know? Yeah, definitely. And I think it's good too, because, and like you said, it's not always negative, but like maybe you get to see someone else's viewpoint that maybe mm-hmm. you wouldn't have seen if, if they hadn't commented. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Definitely. And um, kind of jumping back to the thought that this is your job, what are some of your favorite and least favorite parts of your hobby that has turned into your business now? Yeah, um, I definitely prefer doing doing certain things over others. Um, so there's a lot of kind of like the the daily routine, the schedule stuff that I don't like. Like Pinterest, for example, is one of my uh, greatest sources of traffic, and so I don't like Pinterest. <laughs> I besides like the fun parts of which is just like gaining inspiration and like you know pinning beautiful outfits, which is not part of my job at all. <laughs> yeah, um, it's more like it, there's definitely a like a, uh, you have to stay active on it and post to it regularly and like. That kind of thing, I I really don't like. I would love to be able to like hand that off to an assistant at some point. I'm like mm-hmm. praying, oh my god, like I would love to. There's certain things that I would love to just be like that. Don't not on my plate anymore. Don't have to do that. <laughs> um, so that's one of them. Um, but I, for the most part, uh, I really enjoy it. Social media is also something that I don't particularly enjoy. Um, I don't love having to like go take photos all the time and Mm -hmm. having to like, it's the same thing with social, with like Instagram, you have to do a lot of engaging and just spending time on the app. Mm -hmm. And I would much rather be doing other things, but it's, you know, necessary, necessary part of the job. Um, so yeah, those are kind of the things I don't particularly love, but at the end of the day, it's like, it's hard to complain. It's like, well, I'm on my job consists of being on Pinterest and Instagram. (laughs) Like it's really not so, so Yeah. That's good. Um, and then again, just for people who don't know, cause like I've never really do- dove in deep with a blogger influencer before mm-hmm. kind of explain what you mean by like 
Instagram and Facebook are easier to handle versus Pinterest? Like why, like if I didn't know anything about them, how would you explain that to me? Yeah, absolutely. And so, yeah, a vital part of, of wanting to be a blogger and get into that world is understanding all of the different social media platforms and where they have a place and why they're valuable. So for instance, for Pinterest, um, it is a great source of information and of getting gaining traffic to a blog post specifically or to to any re, like online source. And so that is something that I'll I'll really uh, you have to post regularly and, and pin like pin new pin graphics regularly for their algorithm to kind of notice you and for you to have favor there. Um, versus like platforms like Instagram, for instance, it is not very good at all if you're wanting to gain traffic to your website. It's actually like absolutely terrible for that. And so um, that's something that like I, I'll focus on more for just engaging with people in general and people like wanting to know more about who I am as a person. So like the goal isn't necessarily to bring them to the blog, but it's more to just share my heart with people in real time, you know? Cause like, for instance, when I'm blogging uh, to my website, like I will spend sometimes a week or two weeks on one specific blog post, like researching it and just like doing everything that it takes to make sure that it's perfect versus uh, it's really thought out and planned and everything versus on Instagram. It's more of just like, you know, real time, like this is uh, what I'm doing. This is like something I want to, sh- like, that's on my heart that I want to share about like how God's speaking to me or what he's you know doing. And it's like, people get to know just who I am as a person and not so much the like theology of Christianity or, you know, anything like that. Like I do share it, but you know what I mean? You're also going to see a lot of like my real life. And so, um, yeah, that, but that's valuable. Like people want to know who you are. I think that's one of the biggest things I've learned about business. Um, which blogging is a business is that people want to see like an actual human being and a face behind it, like somebody that they can connect to. And so if you're reading my writings and I mean, I try to be personal and everything, but you just still don't know who I am as a person. I feel like that's great to be like, come follow me on Instagram and you can get to know me there. Um, Definitely. And, yeah. <laughs> I get it. Yeah. No, it's hard because there are so many platforms. There's so many different ways. And I think people are still trying to figure out, you know, at the end of the day, a personal connection is what sells. And whether you're trying to sell your blog or sell a book or sell a product, it's that personal connection. And not every social media platform allows that. Yeah. Yeah. So kind of, so you kind of shared your job, you've shared the insights of it. So let's get a little bit more personal now. Um, you mentioned that you were going through a really tough time when you started your blog. Uh, when did you find God though? Did that happen before or did it happen around that same time? Kind of share the story with us. Yeah. So I, I grew up in a Christian household and stuff like that, but there was just this disconnect. There was, I, I don't feel like I truly believe that Jesus was the only way to the Father. Like I was kind of dabbling in other religions at the same time. I was um, just not dedicating my life to to God. Like I didn't live my life for Him. I didn't even know what that meant, to be honest with you. Like you know, like oh, I like I'd hear people say like I just want the Lord's will in my life, and I'd be like, what What are you talking about? Like what does that mean? Like I, it ha- I had no like understanding of it at all, you know, of just like putting God first and following him and his ways and, 
it was, it was, there was just no comprehension, um, regarding that. And so I was kind of like, I grew up in the house and the, in the faith and like stuff like that, but I was definitely not walking with the Lord. So it was during, um, I was actually at this point separated from my ex-husband. I wasn't divorced yet, but I mean, I just felt like my world was falling apart. Like I just, everything that was like stable that I thought was stable was just like falling to pieces around me. And, um, I just didn't know what to do anymore. Like I just felt like so helpless and out of control of like anything. And so I was just like, I need, um, someone, something that is greater than me. Like I, I feel like I, the, my greatest fears in life are, are happening. Like I'm like, I was always afraid of divorce. I was always afraid of like losing my job or like, just like pretty much like the pillars of stability to just come falling down. And which was like all that was happening because I was separated. Um, it looked like we were going to be divorced. Um, at the same time, um, I just couldn't show up for my job anymore. I didn't want to, I kind of got like depressed and I was just like, I just want to lay in bed and not do anything. And so it was a really dark place. I just, I couldn't help myself and I didn't even know how to get out of like this kind of hole that I felt like I was like falling into, you know? And so I just, I needed, like I'd have, uh, friends and family. I mean, I had a great support system around me, but like it meant nothing. Like it was just like when you're in the kind of that place there's no one else could help me. Cause I just knew that I needed something greater. I knew I needed God and I needed him to be real. Cause I didn't really believe that he was super real. Like I, I, so it was really just me being like, God, if you are real, if you exist, I need you to show up right now. Like I need you to show yourself to me. I need to like experience you. I need to like, I just need something real and tangible. I need a big God who can help me because I can't help myself and I'm completely lost. And so I went to church, um, during that time and I was at, I was in church and I was worshiping and I just felt the Lord speak to me for the first time in my entire life. And it was so clear. It was so, it was just so distinct and I knew it was his voice and it wasn't like, so some people might ask, is it like an audible booming voice? Like, no, no, it wasn't. It was, um, it it was definitely like a thought in my own mind that was just not my thought like that. I just, I just knew it. I feel like some, like, it's hard to explain unless you've maybe experienced it, but I just knew it was God instantly. And um, he told me that I see you, I know you're in pain, and I love you. And that just wrecked me. Like I was just undone. And I just couldn't believe that everything that I was going through, everything I was experiencing, like the injustice that felt like I was having, the the inability to get out of bed, the inability to eat, to, to care about my life, is that God saw every little piece of that and he cared about me and that he knew me. And I, I just felt like the most like special person in the entire world because God saw me. Um, and then that, so, and that was just like a, just transformation. I mean, it was, almost like an overnight, like I got it. He's real and he exists and he loves me and he hears me when I pray. And he cares about me. And it was just like all of this understanding immediately kind of hitting me and just like, it just like made my heart like burst. I couldn't believe it. And so even though it was still a hard season, I mean, like, I mean, I got divorced. It was still extremely hard. I felt like that was just like the thing I needed to hold on to is kind of like my life raft was like, 
but God is good. There is a father in heaven who loves me and that this is not the end of my story, that if um, I'm going through this right now, then there's also a, it's a verse during my 2911 for I know the plans I have for you, plans for good and not for evil, to give you a future and a hope. That was something that was just like so highlighted to me during that season is that like this is not the end of my story and that God has good things in store for me. I have a reason to hope and to believe again and that he is a redeemer of everything that's lost. And so that was really like the, just the catalyst of me growing in my faith and becoming passionate about the Lord and wanting to share it. So, yeah. That's amazing. And, you know, I, I've heard that when people have those moments, it's, it really is powerful, you know, and I, I don't think everyone has those moments. Cause like you said, a lot of people do grow up in like a religious home. And so it's just kind of something that's always been with them. But I think that the ones that have those pivotal moments in their life are the ones who go on to really share their stories later on. I've just kind of seen that pattern. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Um, so on your website, I saw that you are offering an ebook. Can you tell us more about that? What is it about? How do we find it? Give us all the details. Yes. Okay. So um, my my ebook, and it's also a series that I'm doing right now on my blog, is all about understanding your identity in Christ. And this is something that I'm just so passionate about because I I literally just felt so much freedom and like like shackles of like bondage falling off of me when I understand who I am in Christ and who he says I am. Uh, I feel like I was always a very kind of fearful person of um, like everything. Like I just didn't want to be myself because myself was like, I wasn't enough or I was just not confident or I was insecure or, you know, whatever it was. And I, I couldn't like just hope my way into not being insecure anymore. You know, like that just wasn't my reality. It was, um, as I drove closer to God and as I just really started to like understand and digest, uh, everything that he says I am that I began to just know it and believe it. And the next thing I know, it's like, Oh my gosh, I'm not insecure anymore. And I, I actually am confident. And now I'm the person that girls are like wanting to go to coffee with all the time and wanting to hang out with. And it's just like, when, when did this happen? I don't even know, but it didn't happen because like anything externally changed. It was everything internally that God's been, was working on my life and doing, um, it just started to kind of like show. And so all, all of this, like everything I've learned and studying the word and everything is what I share in the ebook. Um, and it's only 20 pages, so you can't like, uh, it's obviously not going to have every single thing that I went through, but, um, I actually have a course that's on your identity in Christ. So that is like blood, sweat, and tears have gone into that. And so the, the ebook is really just is sharing, um, like these are the, the biggest things that I want, um, I want people to know and people to understand and if you want more, if this is something that God's speaking to you and you just want to have uh, more understanding, this is like a Bible study that you want to go through, then I actually have a course as well um, that is on my website that like, I feel is just like um, going through the full process. You know, it's kind of like if you, what, what can I relate it to? Um, it's like somebody giving you an overview of the book of Matthew or the book of John or something. And you can gain so much wisdom from that. But then if you're like, ah, and then here's a Bible study and we're going to go through every single chapter in the book of John. It's like, that's the difference. It's like, 
the ebook is really like it's great and it's an overview and then if you really want more then the course is just going to kind of like lay it all out for you so yeah I love it it's it's my passion project for sure that's awesome um are you working on any other projects Yes, yes. Uh, I actually just launched a book. Um, it's called Engaged Couples Devotional. So ta-da, it's an engaged couples devotional. <laughs> the title wasn't my choice. So that's why it's not the most clever. <laughs> but uh, it's just straight to the point. This is what it is. And um, it just launched like two weeks ago. It's super exciting. It's my first published work. Um, and that is available on Amazon. They said like, my publisher said it should be in stores as well, but Amazon is definitely the focus of, of what we're trying to gain sales through. So yeah, uh, that just happened and it's still kind of in the process of happening. It's only um, been out for a couple of weeks. And this is like another more personal question, but who inspires you? And it could be professionally, it can be spiritually, you know, who just kind of inspires you to keep going in life? Yeah. Um, okay. I, I definitely would say that my, she's still the, the head pastor for the church I go to. Um, her, she's pastor Leanne Matesias and that woman I swear was just such an influence in my life. Um, she, first of all, she's like drop dead gorgeous and she's this like powerhouse, uh, female pastor, her and her husband pastor the church together. And I just, I had never seen such a beautiful, strong woman of God in my life like her before. And I was like, man, I want to be just like her. Like I kind of, so I kind of used to feel like if you were going to be like a Christian, like really into your faith, that you'd be like weird or something. Or like, I was like, how is this going to change me? I'm not going to be normal anymore. Like I had like weird, a few fears like that, that just kind of made me laugh now because it's just so like false and not true. But, um, I saw her and she was just like this powerhouse for the Lord and like unashamed of her faith. And, uh, and I was just like, okay, I, I, I don't know, um, you know what I'm doing, but I want to be like her, like that. This is somebody that I can look to and be inspired by. And I want to be mentored by and, um, yeah, just really looking to towards her like leadership qualities. So yeah, again, her name is pastor Leanne Matesius. She's amazing. Um, and she's definitely been a big influence in my life. And, um, do you have any last comments for our readers and listeners? It can be anything, words of wisdom or just things that you think that everyone should know. I feel like for um, when it comes to other people who might be inspired to also share their faith publicly, I just want to like speak like a boldness over you that like if this is something that God is calling you to and that you have fears attached to and you're just not sure, you know, if you could ever do that or muster the strength or be that confident, like I just want to say like, yes, you can. Um, you can do anything that God is calling you to do in that if you just surrender it to him and let him lead you, he can just do it. He can do amazing things in and through your life and it'll be a blessing to you. It'll be a blessing to so many people. So I just want to encourage you that if this is something that God is calling you to, and honestly, God's calling everybody to something. So even if it's not like a public platform or, you know, blogging specifically, it could be business, it could be ministry, it could be like, you know, nonprofits, it could be anything, um, just to kind of, uh, surrender it and to just let him do what he wants to do in your life. And it's going to be beautiful. 
that's going to end this episode of the Fight for Good podcast. Check out uh, Tiffany's interview in print in the January edition of The War Cry. And be sure to subscribe to Fight for Good wherever you listen to podcasts. Don't forget to follow The War Cry and Peer Magazine on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Until next time, this has been the Fight for Good podcast. See you later. Subscribe to Fight for Good wherever you listen to podcasts.